G'day there, welcome, welcome to the monologue, and there's two of us, I'm back, sorry about that, Sunny Mun here, Ben Clifton with me, Benny, you were solo last week, it was a true monologue, and I tell you what, I'm shocked that I've got the invite back, you did it with aplomb, my friend, well done. I'm shocked that you've got off your deathbed for this, I was a little bit worried about <laughs> you for a while there, mate, how are you feeling? Yeah, I'm back at my usual 80% health, mate. Yeah, so anyone out there who, uh, who's who got a really sore chest and a cold they can't shake for three weeks and uh, is coughing up blood, do yourselves a favour and go to the doc. Turns out it's not normal. So all that whinging, you, you were, there was actually something wrong with Unbelievable, you. Unbelievable, hey? I remember about three weeks ago talking about the hangover that wouldn't quit. Yeah, it's strep pneumonia, mate. You've got blood in your lungs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how we laugh. Yeah. No, it's good to be back, mate. It's good to be back in the hot seat, out of the deathbed and into the monologue. And we've got a big day of racing coming up at Flemington. Hey, last things first. It has been pretty bleak and putrid overhead the, the last week. I haven't looked ahead to Saturday. What's the weather doing? No, the weather's all right. There's not much rain about. Oh, good. Flemington's a good draining track, so no issues there. Rail's out two metres. That mm. I think that... Normally, the rail's not the place to be at Flemington, so I think, if anything, it just evens it up a little bit more for those um, on paces. So, great track. I love betting at Flemington. Well, I'm glad it's a good drainage track because more often than not, when I'm at Flemington, I run into a lot of drips, <laughs> and they're often on the rails. So, it's good to hear that it's going to be fine. And in terms of days out, this is going to be a cracker. We've got a couple of big races. Are we going to be invested? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think we'll play a bit of a straight bat early. Then we get we warm up as we get yep. we get further into it. So, let's get started with race oh, one. Yeah, classical oh. innings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love <laughs> yeah, it. Get our eye in. Just so get the shine off it and play in the V. Let's go race one then, the dash for cash. What are we, what are we starting with? So, I mean, you're going to give me a market? Nah, bugger you. Yeah, I'll go through them. So, we've got... Elative for the English grammar nerds among us at two forty. Then Masira for five bucks. Butch Cassidy at seven eight fifty is Mac ten. That's hard to put together. Princess De Hello at eight fifty, and then it sort of drifts pretty much from there. Yeah, we probably didn't need to bother with the market. Um, <laughs> Thanks, mate. First three in the market haven't um, raced, so this isn't a race that really gets me excited. Obviously, the early money as soon as they went up was for Elative. Jamie yeah, they Carr. went up three bucks into two forty, so it's obviously shown a little bit at home, as they say. Jamie Carr, that's a pivotal jockey chain, uh, jockey engagement. So obviously, that's where that's going to start a hot favourite, and obviously be hard to beat. But uh, I think the most interesting point about this race is I want to see how the straight is racing, whether these inside barriers can have an impact, because there's a couple of horses later in the card that I like that have drawn inside, so I like, I'd like to see a, a positive sort of run from those horses that are drawn uh, down on the rail. Okay, so race one, we'll just sort of see how it's playing. Pivotal. I like it. Cool. So we go from a dash for cash to a very long distance one here. We've got a bit of distance to cover, over 2,500. Our favourite is So Unusual at 250. Timor. Timor Lest for the Woken Updated within the ranks at 380. Youth Spirit at 550. Midnight Blue at 6. Eight bucks is Glentaneous. And then I'm not going to bother because it really drifts deeply from there. Yeah, I'm going to have a bet here. Great. This is a horse who I've been a run behind with every time with So Unusual. I just keep potting it, potting it. It keeps popping up, keeps running well, running well in fast races. And yeah, I'm with So Unusual. Two very fast run races it's coming out of. It drops in weight here. I expect it to settle a little bit closer on a softer tempo and 
I just think it's working through its classes. It's it's a really nice horse, progressive horse, and yeah, I can't really pick a, a hole in it. Current price, it's two dollars seventy is probably the best price out there at the moment. Um, I don't think it'll start much bigger than that. The danger in the race is Timor. It just, I just think if it wasn't Jamie Carr riding, it would be a lot longer in the market. I just, it ran home okay last start from last. But that race didn't rate really well. I've got a query over the form out of it, and I just think they might have done uh, overdone the Jamie Carr factor in the market here. So I'm with so unusual. All the rest, new spirit, different form line, ready to peak third up, probably going to go to the front, but I think it, may, it might lack a bit of the quality and upside that so unusual has. So, yeah, with so unusual, I think we can get a, a winner Sounds early like in the market. the market makers have been listening to the monologue, mate. They've just started crashing into uh, anything on Jamie Carr. Yeah, there's a lot of people who say, oh, Jamie Carr's not that good. She only rides favourites. But the horses are only favourites because she's on them. So, uh, wow, real chicken and egg philosophy stuff here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so work that one out. That's a riddle. <laughs> I'm going back to hospital. All right, race three is another little sprint here. Another little dash for cash. Another little mint sprint. <laughs> We've got Callus or Kalos at 360 at favouritism on the lead, hoping to be there at the end at 420. Easy single, just dribbling it away off the pads to fine leg at 550. Also at 550 is Mamaragan. Mamaragan sounds yep. like something you'd need to have a hospital procedure for just to make sure everything's tickety-boo in the downstairs department. Then it drifts into double figures. Are we having a punt? We're having a punt. Uh, I'll start with the favourite. I'm not backing the favourite. I don't know if this is a horse. I, it's gelded. It's not a horse. It's tried well leading. Crikey. In. It's, it's, not, it's not a good horse is what oh, I'm saying. Oh, right. Showed a lot of, it showed a lot of ability early on and it, um, sort of had high hopes for it. It won down the straight and everyone was thinking, oh, this is this is going to be a, you know, a top horse. But it never really reached the heights that we expected. And then um, it sort of – it was – it was running around, not doing a hell of a lot. Now they've gelded it. They've trialled it up well. So uh, this is their last chance to get it going. But I just don't know if the gelding is going to be enough to turn it into a you know, real reliable conveyance. So I'm against it. It's pretty tight in the market. I'm with on the lead. I think this is a really nice horse on the lead with a really good turn of foot. Genuine 1,000-metre horse, which I think is key. And it'll it'll love the straight. I don't love barrier one, but I'm just hoping that it, it's, it gets the run through that it needs. The thousand meter form lines it's got. I mean, it beat inundation two starts back, which is really good form. Ran second the Star Patrol, who ran well on the Oakley Plate last week uh, at its last run. So I love that they've kept it fresh for this little trial leading in firm tracker. So I think it's got a really good turn of foot, and Oof. it can win from barrier one. I'm against easy single. I don't think. Oh, I think it's a chance, but I don't. I think it's especially first up. It's tied enough in the market, and and Mama Reagan, I'm definitely against. Oh, I think this is the real weakness in the market. It's going well, but this is in, there was in much lesser company than what it faces here, and it's drawn the right part of the track. But I think it lacks a bit of the quality of the other horses in the race. So, on the lead for me, Sonny, just need a little bit of luck from that barrier one. Yeah, right, and we'll be able to see how it's playing early doors anyway, so that's good to know. Awesome. That's right, maybe have half your bet now and half later if uh, if it is uh, favouring the inside. I like it. Half a unit each way, and three-fifths of bugger all is still nothing, and that's what I'll be having this weekend. Race four, we've got Wild Bell at 3.30. Oh, hi, at six bucks. The winner takes it all for the ABBA fans out there. All two of you, and uh, is it eight bucks? <laughs> and Little Miss QB is it nine fifty? What an incestuous little Nordic band they were. Anyway, it's double figures. The rest, mate. Are we having a little nibble here? Yeah, the Sand Groper. Crikey! Number four, Wild Bell coming over Wild from Bell. Um, oh, the favourite. Oh, is that is it from over there? 
Yeah, yeah. So first up at last start at Ascot, it was a big drifter in the betting, two twenty five out to three dollars, but absolutely smashed the clock. And I just think this is a horse with plenty of scope. They brought it straight over here. They they obviously they know it's good. It's up to this level. And I think this race actually lacks a little bit of depth. This is the horse on the up. This is the horse who's running time, working through its grades, and um, it'll be awfully hard to beat. There was a little. There was market support for it early. I mean, um, it opened up about five dollars fifty, smashed into three dollars fifty. So the market knows how good it is. I'm with Wild Bell. Um, I think the weakness in the market. I'd say OJ number three. Oh yeah. Um, oh hi. Gets back in the field. Is that is it is it Ohio? Well, I don't know. I think so. There's a place in California that's like that. It probably is. Ah, look, if you're against it, who gives us stuff? So it seems like a Hawaiian name, doesn't it? It does, isn't it? So honestly, if um, it's Hawaiian, we should probably lay it. <laughs> not bad. Not, not bad. bad. Marnie's back. <laughs> you're back. Told you I was back with my eighty <laughs> percent. Bad puns. This horse is just going to be at the back. I don't love that racing pattern. I just think um, it won't be able to spot um, Wild Bell the lead. So I'm with Wild Bell. Bistro, it's no good. I can I can tell you that for free. <laughs> okay, good. I wasn't going to pay for the privilege. <laughs> the other horse in the market with Jamie Carr on board, winner takes all. It's off a break. I just don't. The I think it's wins were against really weak companies, so I don't think it's up to this sort of class. So Wild Bell for me. Um, Another one drawn inside down the straight, so we're pinning a bit of hopes on that, but um, I think it's got the class to beat this lot. Yeah, fair enough too. And remember, guys, the winner takes it all, the loser stakes it all. So set yourself an amount that you are actually prepared to gamble with, and that means an amount you can afford to lose. Let's go to race five over 1,600. Our favourite is Kettle Hill. Sounds like a lovely place to have a cuppa at 370. Moonamek, still floating around. Give yourself a spell, brother, at 440. <laughs> oh my God, that thing's like every single week. I'm a Shelby at five bucks. Sparkle at 650 for the kids out there. Double figures the rest. Are we starting to shoulder arms here or are we still having a nibble? We'll have a break in this race. Yep. Um, just a couple of notes, probably. On the favourite, Kettle Hill was unlucky last start. Good SP profile. Uh, gets Jamie Carr first time, but... Is it any good is the big query, so I'm not interested in Kettle Hill. Munamek, as you mentioned, he's been up forever. Um, It goes around every second week and has been for a few months, and it's running well, but it's got nowhere to go fitness-wise. Probably the big positive is is a good jockey change in this, but you're not getting much of a premium on the price Mm. um, despite it being really deep into its campaign, and and a horse very rarely peaks this deep. So, yeah, there was enough queries amongst this lot. I mean, the horse... that I was looking at was in I'm a Shelby who you just know is going to be in a good spot it's a consistent type going to run well but I thought the market had found it enough as well so we'll move on Sonny um pretty forgettable race for mine I've already forgotten it mate don't even know what you're talking about and like you always say you don't have to bet in every race so that's all good let's go to race six over 1200 now where our favorite it's a pretty broad field this one this could be an interesting little betting race Opal Ridge at six bucks Benedetta one of my old omans at eight Paris Dior for the fashionistas at nine Nanagai that sounds like some sort of snapper or possibly a winger for the All Blacks. The All Black winger Nanagai at 11 bucks, <laughs> and Sathira at 11 as well. Look, I could go through because they're all really evenly priced here. Huge field. Yeah, yeah, huge, huge. field, very even. We're going to have a bet, but um, it is a hard race, and uh, we're going to be betting each way for that for that reason. The horse I'm going to back is Sathira. I just thought it was a huge okay. run last start. 
it was it was outside the lead on a really strong tempo. Or it was it was caught wide on a really strong tempo. It was the only horse who sort of kept fighting on, who raced on pace. I think it'll be fitter for that run. Once again, drawn barrier two down the inside, so yeah. <laughs> a little we, bit uh, of a query we're there. Putting but... all the eggs in the inside rail basket, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, and generally down the straight, I like to look for those horses who... Farting through oh. silk if it comes off on the inside rail this Saturday. <laughs> I just think this is a horse of real talent. Um, Mark Zara's stuck with it. You'd love to have everything in place when, you, when you're having a bet, but I think this ticks a lot of boxes. It doesn't tick the sort of outside draw box down the straight, so... But, you know, we're looking at $10, $11 about this horse, so you can mm. just have something little each way and watch it run around because this is a, a really tough race. Opal Ridge has cleared out as the favourite. It's sort of been solid since the market opened. It's a really nice horse, but I just think its biggest figures are on wet tracks. It's not going to get a wet track on Saturday, so I'll be willing to let that go without uh, go around without me. And probably the other horse worth mentioning down the bottom is Benedetta. It's a really, really nice off-season horse, so it hasn't been proven against these carnival-type horses, but I love that it's a turn-of-foot horse dropping in weight drawn barrier 19 it'll be humming down the center of the track so i'll be interested to see how it measured up but uh something each way on site theory is the way i'm gonna go yeah and you don't have to have much there you still get about 350 or so for the place so that's a good one to watch run around race seven at 420 for the stoners out there our favorite is the top weight jackano at 225 elliptical looking to string the dots together at 650 attrition looking to grind it out at eight bucks legato Looking to what is that a lizard? I don't know. Anyway, it's ten bucks and then it drifts into double figures. Are we going to have anything on the favourite? Sounds like a musical term, legato, doesn't it? Legato, it does, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Or a type of pasta, a brand of pasta. Yeah, it's that famous pasta musical, legato. <laughs> that Italian tenor, what's his name? Fusilli. Let's talk about this favourite, Jackano. Yeah. So yeah, I have heard a lot about this horse. A lot of people I know who are basically saying it wins. Yeah, it probably does. I'm not going to back it, and I'll give okay. you the reasons why, but just the form lines it's coming out of are far superior to what to what the other horses are. The, a lot of these horses come out of that same CSA's stakes, which elliptical one, which didn't rate that well. I, I've got a real query over the form. So no doubt Jack knows the form line I want to be with, but... I just worry about it up to a mile. I think this is it gonna is you know eventually you know when he develops you know if they race on as a four year old, you know he's gonna be a a, a twelve hundred meter horse who gets back on a solid tempo and runs over the top. I think I think they're only extending into this distance range because they can and it's a three year old race and you know it's it's right for the taking. So I just think given my queries over whether it'll run the trip. Whether it's going, to, yeah, whether it's going to run the strong sixteen hundred, how tight it is in the market, I was just willing to to let it go. But I admit that it ticks all the boxes form line wise. But and Barry Eleven, I, I don't think that's much of a concern. It just needs to find a little bit of cover and you know three wide running lines, a place you normally want to be at Flemington. So I don't hold many queries there. So I can understand it. I wouldn't deter you from backing it, but I'm just not backing uh, Jack and Owen in this race. Um, no doubt he's going to be hard to beat, but can't back them all, and I'm willing to let him go in this one. It sounds like if it, if it may struggle to get the distance, it might be a bit of a tough watch for those who've invested on it because it could just get pipped in the last couple of hundred. Well, if it runs the trip out, it probably wins by two or three lengths, 
And you know, it probably does in in this class because you know it's got a class edge on a lot of these horses, on, on all of these horses. So you know, it, it it probably wins this race. Yeah, fair enough. But I think eventually, uh, as as its career develops, I think we'll find out that it's probably not a genuine miler, and it'll, they'll drop it back in distance, and we'll see the best of it. You know, over twelve hundred meters, I think when it's uh, if it races on as an older horse. You heard it here first, and I know by this time in the afternoon at the big race, that's where a lot of people are reinvesting their winnings or trying to chase their losses. Don't do either of those, guys. Set yourself the amount early and stick with it. Let's dive into race eight now, where Gentleman Roy is at three bucks. How delightful. Mark Zara's on a few favourites, isn't he? Tuvalu, or Tuvalu. I always get that wrong. That's at 4.40. Pounding, an old Oman of mine at <laughs> eight bucks, and Uncle Bryn at nine. My Oman is actually in this race. And it has got some juicy, juicy value. We go all the way down to the beautiful... Can I guess? Uh, yeah, you won't get it. It's obscure, but go for it. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Are you going to say Port Phillip? No, I'm going to go number eight, Bear Story, at 20 <laughs> to 1 and about 5 bucks the place. Have you got a Bear Story for us? I wish I did, but you know what? I was... Um, just before I was struck ill, I thought I'd better do the right thing and go to the most confined spot in the community and go to the cinema and get everyone else sick. So I'm watching a film, and just before it starts, a preview comes on for Cocaine Bear. Have you seen this film? <laughs> what is going on? It's about a bear that eats a bundle of cocaine and goes on a rampage. And it says, based on a true story. It's definitely not based on a true story. There was a bear that ate cocaine and died, didn't go on a rampage. I just find it bizarre that, like, 20 years ago, you know, you couldn't talk about smoking a joint or swear on TV. Yeah. And now it's like, oh, what's that movie, Mama? Yeah, it's Cocaine Bear. Let me explain <laughs> it to you. Nice Disney movie. Mate, there's, yeah, exactly. It's not animated. There's, um, there's actually advertising around the streets <laughs> where I live in Brunswick, like proper street signs that say, warning, hi, bear. And it's got cocaine bear. Like, can you do that? Is that legal? Anyway, cocaine bear gets up at 20 to 1, so don't reinvest it in the title. Who's in the bear suit? Who plays the bear? There's a bloke who plays it. I've done a lot of investigating, mate. Way too much time in hospital. Tony Ronaldson. No, it, it's a bloke who's done, uh, he's, he's a monster actor, basically. So he gets in the suit and crawls around and then they CGI it. It's just, it, and you know what? It's Ray Liotta's last film. And apparently the title card comes up and goes, dedicated to Ray Liotta. It's like, yeah, that's what he wants to be known for. Cocaine bear. <laughs> <laughs> All right, should we get into the actual race? What do you like in this, mate? This is a good bet. This one, I reckon. This is a, this what, is a good race. Bear? But... <laughs> <laughs> I'm a huge fan of this gentleman, Roy. I think it was a little bit stiff to okay. get the race taken off at last start. Absolutely flies at the track. I didn't have too much speed in the race. I've got it going forward. I got Tuvalu going forward, and other than that. Port Phillip, who's better over a bit more ground, might push forward and so should Bond, but I think it'll it'll just go to the lead and dominate. This is a, this is a Group 1 horse, dropping back in class. Oof. I think it, it gets in really well at the weights, under the set weights and penalties, so I just think this is, a, you know, you, you want, when you're sort of playing at this end of the market, you want everything to be, you know, every box to be ticked. This ticks everything. It races on pace. It's the class runner in the race. It's going to peak third up. Good jockey on board. Everything just awfully hard to beat, gentleman Rock and uh, gentleman Roy, and uh, I am with it. Uh, outside of that, Tuvalu, very similar form lines, but I just think gentleman Roy is going a little bit uh, better than it's uh, one more run advanced in its campaign, so it should be a little bit fitter than it. So 
I just don't think they know how exactly how to ride Tuvalu at the moment. I think he's better ridden in front, but they've been sort of trying to not lead and just take a sit in behind the leader. And I just don't think he's going as well as Gentleman Roy at the moment. But I think those two are the clear chances in the market. Pounding, I'm against. I'm against mm-hmm. it every time, but this time Jamie Carr's not riding. I think it's you know done three career pegs with Jamie Carr. Now she's not on it. And Uncle Bryn is a horse who I've got a lot of time for, but I just don't know if this is the right race. Look, it's only getting a kilo off Gentleman Roy, and Gentleman Roy's a lot better performed in it. So maybe next start for Uncle Bryn. But yeah, Gentleman Roy, this would be my best uh, bet on the card. I just think it ticks every single box. Yeah, you sound strong on it. I like it. I like it a lot. All right, well, let's get into the last and see if we're going to have anything there or if we're going to sit back and just enjoy ourselves. We've got Jumbuck with a capital D at 3.30. Life Lessons at 4.80 with Jamie Carr on board. And if you've learned any lessons from the monologue, it's that Benny's probably going to back this because of the jockey. Then it's It's <laughs> Our Time at 8.50 and Kentucky Casanova for the Fried Chook Romantics also at 8.50. Pinstriped. For those going formal at nine bucks and then double figures the rest. It's a big field. It's the last of the day. Are we just sitting back? No, we're back in the favourite. I love you know how I love backing favourites. And I love backing yeah, favourites. Mate. Who, yeah, I know. Who <laughs> I love backing favourites who we Wake me up when you're done. <laughs> who we've backed before. So I'm with the jump buck. I thought it's run last start. The way it jumped out of the gates, it just put itself right there. They went really hard and it just travelled the whole the whole way through just keeps going to another level and it seems to have taken a real liking for for the straight it gets a very similar scenario here it does go up a little bit in class but it stays at the same weight so the same weight so uh, i don't think the class is a huge worry the only concern i've got is the sort of the left field horse in fly in life lessons who's you know, off Here we go. 68 days, it's dropping in distance it's a horse on the up but you know i think it'll be better over what do you ground, like about it Jamie Carr. Hello. No, but I, I think, you know, they're freshening this horse up. It'll probably be better next start over 1,400 metres or even the start uh, uh, after that over 1,600 metres. So I'm with the jump buck. I just think it's up and going. There's a lot of horses resuming in this race. It's the fit horse. It's a good horse and loves the straight. So um, John Barry is six. So I think they should be able to go inside or outside depending on where the, the, where the best part of the track is. So it's a horse in rare form and I think it'll get the job done in the last. Fair enough, and I think it's going to go straight down the middle because the inside rail is where all the action's going to be, hopefully, <laughs> early doors. Let's fly through the card, mate. Flemington this Saturday, race one. There's just not enough form, so it's good to check and see if that inside rail is going to do what we want it to. Race two, so unusual. We're going to get ahead of this run for a change. So unusual in race two. Race three, we're not even sure the favourite's a horse. It's just a couple of dudes in a party costume. <laughs> so we're on the lead, on on the lead. Race four, we got Wild Bell. We're laying the Hawaiians. See what I did there? We're going over to WA. WA, wait a while. Land of the Aussie flags and the personalised plates and hopefully a winner in Wild Bell. Race five, I'm a Shelby, might get it, but we're going to show it our arms. Race six is a huge field. It's a hard race. So we're going to have a little bit each way where the odds are juicy on Sathera. Race seven, look. Jack and O may not have the legs at this distance. You heard it here first from Nostradamus picking his nose and a winner. It may fade, so it's not worth it at that value. Race eight is the Oman and the best bet of the day. Don't be confused with which is which. The Oman is bear story. Gentleman Roy is the favourite for a reason, according to Benjamin. And our favourite, De Jumbach. No De Jamie Carr, no De Drummers. It's De Juicy enough and it's De Jumped well. So that's what we're going to be on in race nine. That's a good looking card. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, we're back at a few favourites, but I, I do think it's a 
attract you can back the favourites with confidence and I've tried to pick the right, the ones that tick all the boxes and in particular Gentleman Roy I think that is my best of the day mm. Okay great so Gentleman Roy that's good something to look forward to around about race 8 looks like a good fun day out if you're heading out there enjoy yourselves put some sun cream on if you're not don't worry about it. It's a bit weird putting sun cream on in the house. Do set yourself <laughs> a limit because remember, you win some, you lose more. So look out for each other and yourself. Jeez, I'm starting to sound like the end of a Jerry Springer show. Look out for yourselves and each other. Benjamin, you look out for yourself because I am clearly off the rails. And that's not why we want the horses to be on Saturday. All right, mate. Thank you so much for today. Enjoy yourself. Great analysis as always. And good luck, punters. Thanks, Sonny. Good to have you back. Good luck, punters. Good to be here. Cheers, Digger. Cheers, Digger.